Hey there, welcome back to another episode of MVP Business Podcast, where we showcase leaders who live through their mission, vision, and passion to drive growth, profits, and loyalty. I'm your host, Steph Silver, owner of Vine Collective and Four Wings Marketing, empowering leaders, transforming brands. We craft brands from the inside out to help companies soar. Today's guest is Jeffrey Brown. Jeffrey has produced a number of award-winning narrative features and documentaries in Europe, Africa, and the U.S. His films have been featured at numerous festivals around the globe, including Sundance, Tribeca, South by Southwest, Full Frame, Rotterdam, and more, and have been released in cinemas internationally, as well as on Netflix, HBO, PBS, ESPN, AMC, and others. This guy's the real deal, and he's been producing and releasing even more this year. So first of all, Welcome, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And tell us a little bit about some of the projects you've been working on lately. Well, um, I guess uh, since um, you know since COVID hit, there's been um, something of a pivot in what I do. I've always, been, in, in addition to working as a producer, I've also worked as kind of a producer rep meaning representing, representing producers to help them get their films out to the world, um, as well as a distribution, let's say, consultant. And um, so some of the films that I, that I produced that came out this that I was a producer on, or one, one producer of a team. Um, so uh, we came out with a film about the Saxon pub, or really it's about celebrating Austin music. They won the uh, Music Doc Prize at South by Southwest in 2019, and that's called Nothing Stays the Same. So that came out in the summer, um, as did a film about uh, Bobby Keys, um, most notably the saxophonist for the Rolling Stones, um, and that's called uh, Every Night's a Saturday Night. Um, and then uh, there's been another, a number of others, which, um, you know, we just kind of gotten up on the platform. I, you know, I guess as, as, as an entrepreneur, you have to pivot when things change and and again part of that pivot was with less production going on uh getting films out to the world so um one of uh, i've been getting out some of my back catalog as well which uh includes a film called vinyl generation uh, which is about vinyl music um and really the generation x in the in the czech republic mm. uh, and that group that uh was uh, kind of the last group which grew up under communism and uh, were adults in 1989 during the Velvet Revolution. Um, and then most recently, um, I'm part of a film um, called Cowboys, which is about working, uh, about working cowboys, um, which um, won the Audience Award at the Austin Film Festival and has had a very nice run and resonates hugely in that, work, in that working cowboys community as well as elsewhere. And so we came out on uh, November 17th. And I've had a nice run, a very nice reaction, and um, and yeah, some others are coming. So uh, that is awesome. Yeah. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of stuff to be produced and released, and, and just a, uh, it sounds like like a year and a half um, of of time that's been released. I know a lot of things you work on for longer than that. Yes. Let's up and start with the question when. Did you realize that you were passionate about film? 
Um, <clears throat> you know, I just kind of fell into it. I started off writing and had some success writing. This is when I, uh, so after I, I went, I went to college in, in the United States and in, in Texas, I went to Texas A&M. Um, but we had a, we had a program in my house and I, and I moved, uh, we had a program in my house for called students for Czechoslovakia. And it was in connection with a program at Georgetown in DC. And so we sent students over to teach English. And so, um, it's really when I went there, I mean, the, the whole indie film thing made sense to me just by being involved in so many independent projects um, in college. But um, I, I, maybe my, my passion was probably greater for music in college than it was film. But it also coincided with just the, you know, digital technology taking off and, and uh, filmmaking becoming so much less of a mystery through digital technology. Um, and so it just became much more accessible. And so um, I fell in love with the, the, the Czech New Wave, um, which was a celebrated period in Czech filmmaking in the late 60s, and, and which included films which were recognized by, in the United States as best foreign film or nominations for best foreign film. And so that's kind of how I got into it. And there was a real film scene there. Um, and, and I, you know, always have had a passion for art house films. It's still what I prefer to watch and still, you know, it's kind of my, my passion and just got into it more there, but it, it definitely coincided with, um, I, I went to the, my film school was really going to the Carlo Vivari International Film Festival, which is the big film festival in the Czech Republic. And, and just a lot of forces came together at the same time. And uh, I thought I would be, um, more of a writer and was having some success with that, but just realized that it probably fit my personality more to be a producer. And after um, lots of trial and error and bouncing around and, and I, I realized that it was, it, it suited my personality more to be, to be a producer. And so that's, in uh, um, the storytelling aspect of it, you know, I, I worked as a journalist a lot and it, and, um, and uh, you know, was writing about Central and Eastern Europe quite a bit. And that also just uh, <clears throat> a lot of those forces came together um, and really more it's, it's become more documentary filmmaking. Um, I, I'm, I'm a part of fiction films, but um, it's uh, since I've moved, you know, I, I lived in the Czech Republic for 20 years. And once I, I moved back um, for lots of reasons, it was already kind of going documentary in the documentary direction. It's not exclusively that, but it's, it's more, it's more weighed that way. And uh, just realized that uh, there was, I had a passion for it, uh, despite all the ups and downs and difficulties of it. It's, it, it uh, you know, it, it makes me happy. And um, I've learned to, learned to do it as a, as, a, as a job, but it's not without difficulties, for sure. It's not for everyone. Yeah, so there, there's a lot in there. One of the things I want to um, take a moment though is for, for those who aren't overly familiar with the film industry, describe what a producer does, what those challenges are, and maybe what it is you love about it. You know, sometimes it's the challenge that people love. Um, yeah, it is a challenge, you know, and, and, and it never stops. It's, um, you know, I would say anytime I take my foot off the gas, everything falls apart. So that's probably one thing that, that is tiring is that it's nonstop. And, uh, and I still am ridiculous enough to think, oh, you know, maybe I'll just take it, you know, maybe I'll slow down this week or something. And every time I do, everything falls apart. So, so it's constant and it, and it requires, uh, for me, I, you know, I'm juggling several projects at once. Mm -hmm. um, and they're at different stages and it just simply has to be that way 
to make a living doing it. But um, the uh, remind me what the question was. I forgot. I've, 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 what what does a producer do? What does a producer do? Yes, a producer is forgetful. See, like that. <laughs> um, the um, a producer is. I mean, in, you know, there's different types of producers, but in general, um, you know, your uh, your job is to work with a director. It's a little bit different on docs. Um, for for narrative features, you know, the producer is going to is going to raise money and in, in, in very 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 broad strokes, um, it's it's going to be the manager of the project, you know, in the sense that um, and and I, I get involved much more creatively, but um, you know, on fiction films, uh, you're raising the money, you're you know, you're scheduling, you're run, you're controlling the budget, you're controlling the set, and you're doing the scheduling, and you're seeing the film through. Um, and you know, not only financially, but just getting the film out to the world distribution wise. So you're going through the post-production of editing and all the sound mix and everything like that. And then you're getting it out to the world. And that's why the fee, that that's why, you know, when you see the Oscars and it's not really the world I'm in or I'm even striving to be in, but uh, in the Oscars, when they announce best foreign film, it's always the producer who, who stands up there and, and takes that. Um, you know, what I like about documentary and the reason I've gone that way is it's much more collaborative. The, the, the lines are, are less drawn. Um, you know, I'm, as a producer, I'm very involved in the storytelling aspect of it. Um, it's a, these are smaller crews. Everyone's doing a little bit uh, of, of everything. Um, and a lot of times the, you know, the, the director on the project is as much of a producer as I am. Um, and I'm, you know, very much involved in the storytelling and sharing ideas and that collaboration is, is what I like. And instead of, you know, an, an indie fiction film where there's 20 to 30, let's say 20 to 30 people on set or big Hollywood films where there's, you know, hundreds, you know, a lot of times we're, we, our documentary crews are three or four people, mm -hmm. you know, and so, and that, you know, I like that intimacy and um, it's just, it's just, uh, you, you feel like you're making much more of an impact. So, uh, but same thing with the producer on docs, it's still your job to, you know, be finding, uh, you know, for me, selecting projects I wanna work on. Um, I, knowing that I'm gonna have to work on it for a long time, I, it has to be something that I, I, I care about regardless of everything. Is this a story I wanna tell? Um, because a lot, I'm gonna be living with it for at least two years quite possibly five or more. So do I, do I love the story is, is really number one. Um, as a producer, I'm, you know, looking, is there, some, is there, is there an audience for it? No one wants to tell a story that no one wants to see. Um, and is it unique? So those are kind of the things I'm looking at, you know, is this something I care about enough to work on for, let's say five years? Is there an audience for it? And is it unique? And uh, so that's what I, you know, that's kind of, I guess my criteria and then same thing, seeing the project through, um, you know, through post-production and getting it out to festivals and distribution and out to the world. I think that's what I do. <laughs> A lot of people do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the businesses. So um, getting into the film business uh, on, on any level, whether it's, you know, local docs or, you know, like you said, there's all the different levels of uh, indie and then uh, Hollywood. There's this, uh, this feeling, this overall concept that the film business is really difficult to get into. What's your response to that? 
Um, you know, a lot of these are, is, is, this is Hollywood talk. And a lot of this is, you know, it's not really the world I'm, I'm a part of or, or trying to be a part of. Um, you know, to, to, make it, uh, to make it your living is, is difficult for everyone. And so um, it's hard to get into it and make a living doing it. Um, I think that the world's changed dramatically because of you know, digital technology is not new, but you know, I think it's gone, it's gone very much the other way where, where like almost, if you, I feel like almost everyone's making a film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I think it's hard to get in and stay. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who dabble. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I see people who think it looks like, you know, who think it looks, it looks like all fun and games. You know, they see me for the, you know, the 15 seconds that I'm up on stage at a, at a film festival, you know, Tuesday morning at 10 AM is it, it's anything but glamorous, you know? And so for me, I enjoy the problem solving of it. I, I enjoy the troubleshooting. It's, that's the, you know, it fits my personality that I like solving problems. So, um, you know, so, so that's why it works. It works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's most independent, you know, most documentary filmmakers are not getting rich at all. It's, uh, but they're doing something, you know, it's a complete trade off and they're doing something that they love and, and they're very, very clear about that. But uh, I would say, you know, getting back to your question, it's hard to get in. It's probably harder to stay mm-hmm. um, because people will start looking around and they start panicking that, that um you know they're not getting rich or whatever and um and they just need to move on to do whatever it is they think thinks allows them to feel more comfortable yeah i think the interesting thing about um all the different areas of of film and tv and and um in, in that whole world is that basically everyone's an independent contractor going from job to job so even you know i even heard I don't even know who it was, but it was some big movie um, actor who said, uh, you know, I I may, and this is, you know, this is obviously going in one huge direction, but the concept, um, I may make a million dollars on a film, but I may work on that film for five years and I may not have another job for five years. (laughs) You know, you never know what's next. You're always building those relationships, knocking on doors, you know, hoping that your personality and your relationships will get you to that next step. And so everyone's a starving artist. Everyone, you know, goes from, you know, peaks and valleys and has to know that they're in it for a passion for the art or the product or for telling a story. And there's, I feel like there's something in your, your heart and soul that just keeps you moving forward, whether you're the producer, the director, the actor, the whomever it is that's that's on set, there's something there, um, some resilience and passion that just pulls you through and, and keeps you going, knowing that there's always tough times, but then there's always really great times. And just the power of telling the story can really take you from one project to the next. Yeah, and I, you know, I think that's, you know, everything you just said applies to f- freelance, whatever it is. You know, maybe um, I, I think I spend so much of my time like just kind of bringing down the the drama, bringing down the the um, you know, oh my God, you must be so in love with this, and yeah, yeah. But it's still like day to day. The day to days could not be more down to earth. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here or be be a buzzkill, but um, sure, I guess if 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 I really had to think about it in those terms, yes, I like the storytelling, and yes, that that's exciting, but. Um, for me, it's, you know, it's, it's just become a way of life and, and I don't think I'm so unique, but, uh, 
um, for those you know few moments where you know you present the film and 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 there 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 is some celebration around it, then yes, for sure, for sure. But you know, I think it's like um, you know, I don't think there's any any job that you do, or especially as an entrepreneur or as a freelancer. Um, where you're not having to have those same qualities of passion and drive to keep it going. And I think all you're doing is, is piecing them together. Um, you know, for me, I've taken certain steps to, to kind of fill in those blanks where I'm producing my own films, but I'm also, you know, I'm coming on to other films um, as, a, as a producer as well. So I have my own that, that I'm, you know, uh, taking the steps to, that are in you know some level in the at some point in the process, and then I have others which I'm coming on as a um, as a producer as well. So you know it's going it's you know some more strength to what you're saying. Yes, you you got you got to piece it together, but um, it, it it goes. I think if you talk to someone who is a freelancer in whatever the field is, they would have a very similar story. Mm-hmm. So you've had quite a bit of success in. Uh, first of all, staying active in, in your, in your field, and then also, you know, getting picked up and, and uh, on all these different channels and outlets and festivals, and then getting the awards. What do you think that you attribute that to? Um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of it's hard work, you know, a lot of it's luck. Um, a lot of it's picking again, picking, choosing topics that, um, you know, I just kind of know instinctually what, what will interest me. A lot of it's music. Um, a lot of it's been, um, you know, just being fortunate. Um, you know, some of the higher profile films, um, is, you know, have, have, have been the ones that have been able to go to these festivals and, and get the distribution and, uh, you know, and, and all the films get released, you know, but, uh, I, like I said, a lot of it's music oriented and that's kind of become, I guess, my, I guess my specialty, but it's not the only thing going on. But, you know, some of them are, are, are tiny, you know, right now we're doing a, a GoFundMe for a film on Texas dance halls. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a plug. Um, and uh, we're, you know, trying to get that one. Uh, um, and that, that's a, that's a passion project. And, and I like that film as much as I like all the other ones. And we will be able to, um, and it's also something that I've, you know, gotten better at is, is getting all the films out to the world on the platforms and, and have created those relationships, but that's come over time, you know, and I think that's like anything you do, the, the, I'm still, there's still a lot of stuff I, you know, um, I, I don't, uh, other people do better than I do, but, um, and, and you recognize that and you kind of delegate, but, um, you know, um, one thing that I'm probably, know something about is, you know, uh, I spent a lot of time getting to know festival programmers. I spent a long, a lot of time getting to know sales reps and I've spent a lot of time getting to know distributors and I maintain those relationships. Whereas a lot of producers, you know, are good, have, you know, have only had the time, they're younger or whatever, have only had the time to focus on their craft. Mm-hmm. And then after the film's done, they don't really know what to do with it. And that's not a criticism. It's just, you know, um, it's very collaborative and, um, and, you know, different people are good at different things. So. That's a really good point. I think that most people do focus on their career and their craft and their personal skill when the relationships 
could be 50% or more of the outcome of success. Right. And getting back to your, your, your previous question, you know, it's so hard to get into, it's so hard to get into the film industry. Uh, some form of that is, you know, I work with, a lot of times I work with the same people over and over, but uh, I've kind of realized, um, you know, I was listening recently to, um, I, was, I was a huge Smiths fan. I love Johnny Marr, who's the guitarist for the Smiths. And I was watching an interview, interview with him recently, and he said he realized at some point he was, he was a collaborator. He was a collaborator. And that's kind of, um, you know, I think we, we pick and choose or we steal from other people. And, and I was, you know, uh, realized that that's kind of what I am. I work with a lot of different people and I think more than anything, I'm a collaborator. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's lots of films going on and each of them have different film teams and some of them are new, but a lot of the people I continue to work with over and over. Um, and, you know, Austin's much more of a crew town. It's not really, it's not really a film industry town so much. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that, but it is more of a crew town. There's not distributors and there's not salespeople necessarily in this town. It's, it's more um, a large crew town. And so, um, um, so pe you know, people are, are, are working. They're not exclusive to one group. They're, it's the nature of the business here is people are, are going back and forth. But a lot of these, you know, a lot of these within these crews, a lot of these people are working together and call each other. And so once you're kind of in with a team and you do a good job, then you can, you can stay on. And uh, same with me. Um, teams are much smaller. It's much more intimate. There's, you know, but I work with the same post-production people for color or for sound or, um, you know, but, but always shaking it up too. You know, it, it, it goes both ways. Tell me about, so you've had all this, I say all this great success, which I know uh, you're pretty humble and I appreciate that, but you have had a lot of success and you've built a wonderful career. Tell me about one of your low points in your career, what that was like and how you climbed out of it. One low point? Oh my God. <laughs> Go for it. Let us, one, let us one, in. One, one a week. Um, <laughs> well, um, I guess for me, moving back to the United States was difficult. Um, and, and I potentially got uh, a decent amount of attention just because I'd lived abroad and had this unique, let's say relatively unique uh, experience or different experience, but it wasn't really translating to jobs or, you know, it still comes back to someone. I'm in the position of having to, um, you know, get projects going. I'm probably good at, I'm probably good at getting projects going and good at completing them. Uh, probably even better at completing them, which, um, you know, there's much better producers, I would say, than I am, but uh, but those talents are necessary, regardless of what you're doing, is getting something going, which is very, very difficult, and then getting something completed, which is also very difficult. You'll find a lot of half-made films or films that remain near nearly completed for a long time. And I don't know if, you know, if that's a knack or, or what it probably is. Um, whereas uh, there's, you know, far better producers than me in terms of just nuts and bolts of scheduling, you know, scheduling and budgeting and all these things. But um, again, um, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd probably stay where I am because that's what, what I know. And, you know, it's, it's a certain instinct of how to do those things, I guess. Um, and it's not always, you know, there's some, some tried and true, trying to uh, roads, I guess, but each one's, each one's different. So um, I guess that's kind of just, you know, what, what I bring to the table. Mm -hmm. I, 
how do you handle really big roadblocks and bumps? Um, oh, you, want to, you, you wanted me to talk about a low point. Yeah, a low point is when I came back from the States, came back to the States and was having to start over. Um, so I, I don't suggest people moving, making big moves in their lives in their 40s. Or their, or for me, it was my early 40s. And I was like, oh my God. So I was taking on being back in the US and taking on, um, you know, which, you know, luckily I was in Austin and it was a, it was a, a, a friendly film community. And so that helped, you know, but it wasn't automatic and it wasn't over, it wasn't overnight. And I was very close to having to, you know, change, change speeds and do something different. So that, I would call that a low point in me because, because my, my career in the Czech Republic was really hitting stride. And, um, and, that, and, uh, and that's when I moved back to the U.S. Um, what made you, what brought you back? Um, well, I had to kind of make some decisions whether I wanted to stay in the Czech Republic the rest of my life, mm -hmm. which sounds very, very dramatic, but it started to feel that way. And, um, and um, I met a woman, got married, um, which, which was great. And it's still great. And there's no, there's no regrets. But it's, uh, you know, I, I was a good expat. I, I enjoyed living as a foreigner. But, um, you know, you, I think everyone's had to make, you got to make big decisions in your life, you know, and that was, that was a big decision to come back. So that was difficult. That was a low point. Um, but, you know, it, it, uh, I don't want to do that again. Um, and so uh, it was a low point professionally, not personally, it was a high point, but um, it was a, it was a, it was hard to get going again. Um, so how did you get from that intro level of, you know, I don't have the relationships. I don't have the cred that I had back, you know, back what you considered home now, yeah. how did you get from, from there, from that low point and push yourself and continue to push yourself until you kind of are where you are now? Just got busy and that that was the hard point was was trying to, I was so used to having so much going on and just had to start over, but I just kind of in general have lots of projects going um, and, and everyone does things differently. You know, it's, it's a little bit different for a producer that you can have several projects going where, you know, a director is generally, you know, going from one project to the next, to the next. And so it just took a while to start, you know, getting, uh, you know, getting busy. And I, I was seeing through, you know, I was seeing through some of the projects and I had projects there still, but, uh, you know, I got, I got, you know, the busier you get, then the more contacts you make. And I just had to, you know, it just, it takes a while, you know, and I think you're, you know, more patient when you're 20 or 25 than you are when you're in your forties, you're like, Oh my God. And expectations are different and all of that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's never, ever not, um, it's never, I don't want to call it a struggle because that sounds like it's not, it, it's just terrible, but it's, it's uh, a constant challenge. And as mm -hmm. I suggested before, taking your foot off the gas is when, for me, when things start to fall apart. Can you go into that a little bit more? Is it that um, your emotions or your productivity or what is it that you feel falls apart when you... Put, take your foot off the gas. Um, well, you know, it just may, I, I need to have several projects going at the same time. And, um, you know, that, um, you know, and, and all of them need some love, you know, at, at certain points. And so um, I think it's, it's just, it's just that, that there's never, I, I think that's, I don't think that's unique to me. I think that any freelancer or any entrepreneur will tell you that, mm -hmm. that you have to be on the go and you have to, 
you have to, you know, it's not, it's, it's some version of honing your craft, but it's, it's, it's maintenance. Maintenance of what you're doing is you got to keep, you got to keep rolling and keep things going. And, and, uh, and that's why it's not for everybody. You know, um, I don't think one's better than another. I think it, you know, it's, it suits, uh, you know, I think most entrepreneurs have some form of high energy um, and stamina mm -hmm. and, and that's needed. Um, for me, going into an office was, I, I go to my own office now, but going into an office was always difficult and, and working for other people was, uh, you know, I enjoy being a collaborator on, on independent projects, but going into an office was, has always been a challenge. And I think that's the same for lots of entrepreneurs or, you know, is, is that they need to have their own gig going as, as small as they might be, it's still theirs, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, uh, kind of gets back to this thing of collaboration, which is, which, which I truly enjoy. Um, so, but yeah, I think you gotta, uh, take it out of film and any, any, anything like that. Uh, the people I know who are entrepreneurs, they're on the go all the mm -hmm. time. And, and again, some people just work better going into the, to an office and being employees. And, and I don't think one's better than another again. No, it's, it's a personality thing. Um, yeah, I, I agree that an entrepreneur needs to be driven and needs to have a certain level of always wanting something new, always wanting what, you know, wondering what's next and willingness to like Melinda Garvey from Austin Woman. She said, you know, business is such as life, but especially business and being an entrepreneur is a roller coaster and you have, you know, downs and ups. And sometimes you have really big downs. And in the, as you're going down, you're hoping like, hell, this is the beginning of the upward swing for the big ride. But the, right. you know, the higher that, you know, that coaster is going, there's gonna be a big drop somewhere. <laughs> yes. And they're all terrible. You know, and they happen on a daily basis. They happen, you know, sometimes three times in a day, you know? So I think you're, you know, you're, you're trying to build as much of a, as much protection in so that you're not, you're not reaching this point of desperation, you know, but you're, you, you know, if, uh, if something big that you've, you know, you try very hard to never count on anything until it's already been done, you know, a week ago. Um, but I think it's also human nature that we have expectations and we're, you know, we have feelings and, and you get excited about something. And I, I think part of it's just a 24 seven managing of expectations, uh, not only my own, but other people mm -hmm. and, uh, in trying to manage expectations without being negative or, or just a total bummer, you know, but, and, and I, I, I try very hard with the people I'm working with to, to, I walk that line and I don't want to, you know, I wouldn't be doing it if I wasn't excited about it, but, especially in film, people tend to go wacko, you know, we're going to get famous or we're going to get rich. And, 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 and some of that's not so prevalent with other, with other industries. And so just try to keep everybody super grounded. Uh -huh. Yeah. We're going to work. We're going to do a project. We're going to do it as well as we can. And we're going to hope that a lot of people want to watch it. <laughs> Yeah. And that's just kind of it, you know, it's, just, you know, come, it's like, like so many initiatives and so many projects that, you know, you give it your best shot. Mm -hmm. Over and over again. What is the most stressful thing that you've experienced on set in really, whether it's on set or in, um, you know, in planning, I, I imagine you might have, 
uh, you know, you plan something and then, uh, you know, one of your uh, income streams falls through or you're expecting, uh, you know, to film outside and, you know, and then there's a tornado or, <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of things that are, are constantly coming up in, um, in all sorts of businesses, but especially in film, I would imagine there's so many balls to juggle. Yeah, and, and you know, that's part of the reason I don't do fiction film so much because each day is so, there's so many moving parts and each day is so, you know, um, you deal with that less in documentaries. And that's part of what, what I like, you know, is that you, um, you know, you got to get your day, but there's less pressure with this, you know, the, and that's, you know, part of, you know, if you're shooting a, a fiction film and, you know, it's a 25 day shoot or what, you know, each day, if you miss a day, then, you know, the stress is much higher and that's why you always hear about these blowouts you know um with documentaries it's easier going there's less money involved um egos are much smaller you bring a gigantic ego to a documentary film you're, you're kind of a buffoon you know it just it doesn't they don't really fit together and I, I don't really care to be around all that so so that pressure is less um it's it's it's, it's you know um, again, where a, a fiction film you have, you know, there's you know, actors have certain days, locations have certain days. With docs, you have a lot more freedom to revisit things. Mm -hmm. uh, but there, there is a level of that. Um, you know, what's gone wrong? I, I don't know. Um, there was a time when I lived in the Czech Republic, and I, where I, I kind of became the guy you called to go shoot in dangerous places. Um, so I, you know, when I, I shot a film about Somali pirates. That's uh, right. We were in a you know, I was, I was in a Somali ghetto in, in Nairobi for 21 days straight. Um, you know, that, that was sometimes nerve wracking. Um, uh, uh, you know, some of the African shoots have always, I, I loved going to Africa. I still think if I was a single man, I would probably live in, in, in Africa or, or spend more time there. I, I still think it's kind of the I don't know for I, I don't know uh, maybe the truest rendering of of life for me I, I I like it it's just my life's changed and I have less less of a desire to go there but I, I was into it but those were always uh, you know interesting shoots um, um, that those had more danger attached to them you know um, you know driving across the the Kenyan desert we you know had had two military guys you know we had two soldiers with mk-47s in the back seat you know the whole time that was uh always very funky we broke down several times you know there's always with with shoots abroad there's always that there's less of that here you know there's there's less like harrowing experiences but um you know i we we one very early film um we did was about the the nato bombing of kosovo and we were going through places that were, you know, dangerous and we were getting stopped and thrown in jail and handcuffed and stuff like that. Um, but that, you know, that I just kind of moved on from that. Um, but there was a, a time where I was getting the call to go to dangerous places. So, so I yeah. keep, you know, relatively speaking, you know, uh, the- and Pub is pretty chill, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, you know, there, of course there are a zillion problems, but, um, you know, relatively speaking, what do you do? I mean, you know, yeah. these are privilege yeah. problems. Yeah, well, I think that's a really good point too. Like you go from, you know, projects where you're, you're, you're fearing for your life or your crew's safety in some way, shape or form to like, eh, fine, we gotta wait till tomorrow or, you know, we exactly. didn't get 
X interview that it, we can figure it out. So keeping um, those things in perspective is, you know, it's all relative. Absolutely. So you have, as a producer, you're, you're in the, the, the programming seat of trying, of figuring out, like you said, the, the funding, managing funding schedules, carrying and pulling the project to the end. And that's kind of the business end of, uh, of filmmaking. Obviously you love to be a part of the story, um, the storyline and collaborating and, um, and being a part of the artistry of it as well. We talked a little bit uh, when we first spoke about you really digging and getting into uh, helping other people in the filmmaking industry think of their craft as more of a business. Yeah, so I do. I do a. Um, I, I did a documentary masterclass when I lived in the Czech Republic and uh, in Europe, and then I, I did it again here. I worked with a group. Um, which was did consultation and advising of filmmakers. And that kind of gets back to this whole idea of that with digital filmmaking, lots of people are making films or lots of, you know, people are coming out of film school and they're honing their craft and they're good, good crafts people. Um, they're good filmmakers, uh, women and men. And, um, and um, so it kind of play, it, it takes on a lot of different roles, but I, uh, was already kind of getting a lot of phone calls about that. And uh, and I worked with a group, that, as I said, that, that focused on that. And then once that ran its course, I, in so many words, you know, took that part of the business, um, you know, agreed upon and um, do some level of, let's say, consultation or advising. And um, I, you know, I taught it, uh, when I lived in the Czech Republic, I taught some of the film schools there <clears throat> and um you know it was guest guest lecturing often and still do a level of that but uh found that rewarding found that there was uh you know position there there was kind of a gap in the market of uh which, which suited me um it doesn't it has its own perils and it, and it's not it's not easy you know i i, I still like uh working with established filmmakers as my as my partners um but you know, it's something that has suited me well, and it's something I've been focusing on more. Um, I do it as a job, but it's also, um, I would be lying if it's, it's, it's not rewarding. It is rewarding, and it's, it's kind of exciting to, to, it kind of takes you back to, the, to some of those early successes where things work out for the first time, and there's, you know, so you're kind of, which I guess is part of the reason why people teach, I guess, is um, sharing some knowledge but, you know, I, it's much more at a level of not like, well, you know, I kind of come on the team, you know, so, so the difference is not that, you know, is not that great compared to the projects that, um, you know, I'm producing myself, you know, but yes, um, been doing that and I've done a number of docu documentary master classes, um, are really just around Texas. Um, and it's kind of an A to Z, it's a one day event, it's kind of an A to Z, uh, deal and um, something I'm potentially trying to turn into more of like an online course, but that haven't really found the time to do that yet. Um, so. Busy, stay busy with your your other work. Um, yeah. What is it that you find yourself when you're talking to those young filmmakers uh, saying over and over, or advice that uh, maybe not advice, but just words that and and directions that you find yourself saying more than once. Um, again, um, well, probably managing expectations, 
mm-hmm. you know, and just keeping, you know, staying conservative and doing things. And, and again, it, it feels ridiculous because, all, you know, to, to suggest like have all these answers. I mean, guy, it's, it's, it couldn't be more down to earth, like based on X, Y, and Z, this is why we should do this, you know? So it's all based on very rational thinking and, and very concrete examples. I think the masterclass is very much based it, it's not that it's unintellectual, it's just very much based on experiences I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it couldn't be more, let's say, modest in the sense of like, this whole idea of like, I got all the answers, couldn't be further from the truth. Um, it's very much like, these are the things that I've experienced, and this is what I would do, and this is kind of what the industry says, or this is what I'm seeing, or this is what, you know, other people are doing, and, and this is how... Um, you know, these are these are ways that you can raise money for your project based on these other projects I've done, or this is what I've done when I've gotten to this point in the film. And and um, you know, it, I guess it's rewarding for me to to reflect on those experiences and be able to apply it to other people's projects. So I, I would like to think that it brings value mm-hmm. um, and uh, helps get these films these films finished. You know. Um, uh, an, an incomplete film and there's tons of them sitting around on shelves. Um, you know, that's not good for anyone. And so get, you know, figuring out a way. And a lot of times it takes some level of assertiveness or aggressiveness or activity that, that, um, you know, you run out of a lot of times it's bringing kind of a fresh air, bring a, bring a breath of fresh air to the projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to ask about that. You know, these projects, like you said, can last one, two, five, one, two, five years. <laughs> and um, you have this, you know, great level of excitement at the beginning, you know, oh, yeah, I worked with that guy and we're working again. And we have we're excited about telling this story and we're getting all these people and we're going to talk to whomever, whether it's a star or somebody you respect or, you know, cool cowboys or whatever it is. And uh, you have this really high level of energy because they probably just rested from a previous project and excitement and then how do you like how what do you what's your way of managing those expectations but also the energy to pull it over the finish line I think like I said you know I think it's similar with so many other projects I don't think it's unique to just filmmaking but um you know, um, I run out of I run out of gas on my own projects. A lot of the projects I'm coming on are, um, you know, it's, it's you know people needs people have run out of gas, so they've just hit a rut, and they they need someone to play tugboat or mm-hmm. someone just to you know to to get them out of it, whatever whatever that that problem is. And it doesn't mean that they're you know not good at what they're doing. It's just uh, they've run out of gas or they've run out you know, energy or resources or money or whatever it is. It's usually a combination of all of those. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think you just, you just, a lot of it's just keeping the faith. Um, and I mean that, you know, just in the most general terms, but, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of like, like every project in life, there's a lot of hope and faith that has to go into it that you can pull through and hopefully you're pulling, you're surrounding yourself with people. I just don't want to hang around with uh, negative, you know, there, there's a lot of positive energy, you know, and um, it's not corny positive energy, but we don't, you know, it doesn't require cheerleaders, but it requires people who, who don't, who don't have that. Uh, do you remember that cartoon, the guy on the, the princess cartoon, the little the guy who says, we'll never make it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I forgot what his name is, but you know, those guys aren't helping things. Yeah. You know? And so um, I just kind of, uh, if I get the sense that I'm, that, that it's, it's a bunch of buzzkills then, or just people who are like that negative. And again, it doesn't have to be this ridiculous over the top positivity, but um, if you're not your own cheerleader on these things, then it's probably, it's going to be hard to make it work. Well, and like you said, you know, it is all about relationships. So if you're not able to pull yourself through and you need other people to cheer, cheerlead you through, then whether you have talent or not, you may not be asked to come on the next journey. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's why, you know, I, I don't think that you should just be, you know, it, it might be something you need to have in your head, but I just think, you know, you shouldn't be doing a project in order just to make the next one work. Um, I think that's also a problem a lot of times with films is that people are like, well, what are we going to do in the next one? It's like, you got to get, you know, you got to finish the first one. And I was guilty of that. I've been guilty of that in the past as well, but you know, um, it, it, it almost, I don't know if there's ever a, a time where it doesn't take all of your energies to get the project done that you're on and you better just focus on getting that one done and dealing with tomorrow, tomorrow, you know, that's great advice. You, um, you talked about this a lot earlier. Um, you have a strong passion for music and you've leaned into that with your film career. Tell right. me how that got started and, and when, I mean, partially you moved to Austin, Texas, which is super helpful. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just grew up with it. You know, I, I have older brothers and an older sister and music was big in our house. We were a Rolling Stones house. Um, and so I was just into, you know, into that growing up. And then uh, when I was in college, I was the, I got, I, I re, and I, I was part of a team that got something called Coffee House going again. And um, that was like for one act plays and, you know, acoustic guitarists and anything you could put on a small stage, like a coffee house. And then was the concert coordinator at, at A&M as well. And so learned that side of the business of music. So it wasn't just like, oh, I love music. I mean, tons of people love music and know tons more about it than I do. But I, I um, was involved in the business side of bringing in concerts and, you know, concert writers and contracts and all of that. And so that probably was some background <clears throat> to getting involved as a producer. You know, there, there's, there's similar... Mm -hmm. uh, skill sets, let's say, or there's, it's a similar experience. Um, but you know, um, when I lived in the Czech Republic, we, I was part of a team that did, um, a music film festival. And so, um, I think my first music film was about Bohemian bagpipes. Um, and there's a big Bohemian, there's a big bagpipe festival in the Czech Republic and it's every other year. And I was going and, and initially it was just to go drink beer and run around and it's a really loud chaotic festival and then um we were like we should shoot this and that was kind of the idea really was just to run around and you know with cameras and drink beer and shoot some stuff and then we realized there was actually a story um, mm. behind the the festival and it was a good story um and then there was a tradition in southern bohemia south of prague and so that was kind of the first one and that coincided with this music film festival which was an exciting time. And, uh, and there were films from all over the world and filmmakers came out. And uh, that just kind of one thing led to another. You know, we did a film about punk music in Africa, um, which was um, you know, well-received and just kind of kept going really. Um, you know, like I said, right now, um, 
I'm finishing a film on um, um, about the classic rock radio station in Houston. Mm-hmm. And again, that has its own set. Each one of them, you know, the storylines become the same um, in a way. Um, you know, whether you're talking, you know, it's about people coming together for certain scenes and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, in Austin, if it's, you know, it's a, a, let's say an Americana or a country scene where, you know, rednecks and hippies came together and both realized they like drinking whiskey and smoking weed. You know, there, there's that kind of germation there that's similar, whether it be, you know, the punk scenes in New York or, you know, jazz scenes in New Orleans or whatever it is, there is, there are some similar, um, you know, um, similarities to all of these things, mm-hmm. whether it's the heavy metal scene in San Francisco or what, whatever it is. And so I think I have a sense of that, which um, I can apply to different, you know, music films. Um, so there's some commonality, but each one's different. So That's hope that answered your question. <laughs> is there a project that is, um, stands out as one of your favorites? Oh God, man, so many of them. I don't you know. love the most. <laughs> um, people ask that all the time. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I kind of like, I think the best thing that, you know, one of the things about is, is, you know, it's, it's always good to try to make good films because if you make one that's not good, then it, you know, then you screen it and people are like, eh, you got to hear, you know, of course, you know, 25 people tell you, of the, if 20, 25 people tell you it's great and one person tells you it's bad, the one you always focus on is the one that, you know, who's critical of it. So, um, you know, as a, I mean, I like parts of all of them. I'm, I'm usually kind of into the ones I'm working on now. Um, but there's so little time. I just never, ever sit back and go, oh, my God, that was so great. I, there's just it just almost never happens, mm-hmm. you know, and I um, I, I never I I almost never watch films I'm a part of. You know, when I screen them, I walk out and I, I usually go have a beer, um, yeah. and come back for the Q&A. But um, I never sit around and watch the films I'm a part of. And when I do, I'm like, oh, that wasn't so bad, was it? Um, but it's it's never, I never watch my own films after they're done, you know, or almost never, even when we screen them, you know. But and again, it, when I do come back f- from having a beer and, and I catch the end of it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that wasn't so bad. Oh, that looks all right. Didn't it? Huh. All right, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. I, um, I've heard of, of actors who are the same way, like they can't stand to, everybody thinks that actors are so um, egotistical. And I think, you know, so, some are, somehow you have to have enough ego to feel like you can be a front man or woman, but, um, but a lot of them are, just love the craft and they really hate to see themselves on the big screen. Um, yeah. And so I, I find that really interesting as well, that it's, it's not, it's, I've heard a lot of people say that their favorite project is the one that they're currently working on. Kinda, yeah, yeah. That's what you're, you're so invested in it. I mean, again, and it's 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 so different with a Hollywood, you know, feature film. You know, docs are more; they're just so long, and you're you get so, you know, with those kind of films, you're like in and out. You know, with these, I mean, they you're so it's 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 endless. You you're know? living it for you're living it. You are living it. If you're not, it's hard to almost. It's almost impossible not to live it. You know, and I'm not yeah. complaining. It's just kind of how it is. 
Well, and the other thing about documentaries is, um, you know, people watch documentaries to learn, to learn about something. It's not, I mean, there's, there's definitely, especially now, I think documentaries have come a long way in the beauty of the storytelling um, and the, the cinematography of, of documentaries have really kind of um, come a long way in the last decade or so, but most people don't watch documentaries over and over and over again for the beauty of it. Um, like you said, they're, they're there to learn something, to, to educate or to, to get into a particular story. And so when you're on set and you're in it for two or five years or however long, you know the story, you know it inside and out, you know the people. Yeah, and I mean, it's, you know, you're, you're constantly learning. I mean, you know, it's an extension of, you know, I mean, what I do on a daily basis is, is learn things, I would say. And so that, that keeps you going. Um, you know, I think it's a great time period now with all the changes socially and politically is, um, I'm all for new, new voices, you know, um, uh, it's great that there are so many women, you know, female filmmakers, there's always been tons of great female filmmakers, but, and again, I don't want to go too, politi too political, but, you know, there's tons of great new voices and people, you know, uh, filmmakers of color, um, it's it's a great shift, not only just in our day-to-day -day life, but um, this is my opinion, but just in filmmaking, it's a great shift that we have all these new new voices. I mean, I've been working with filmmakers of color and women, you know, female directors for, for ages and ages. So it's not that big of a shift for me, but um, I see the, the, the larger social significance of it. And um, I'm not picking and choosing who I'm working with based on, on those things. I'm and choosing who I'm working with, who just who I want to work with. But I see the, you know, the 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 bigger statement is, um, you know, these things these things need to. Move. I'm not living my life in real mainstream terms, I guess. And the more that these can just become mainstream issues, the better for all of us. So I, I think it ceases to be exciting what what's going to what's going to happen moving forward. Yeah, I think that's that's the day we're all looking forward to when um, when it's not it's not an issue. It's not something anyone talks about because it's so commonplace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at our Saxon pub film, you know, of the main team, you know, it was it was half and half, you know, half women, half men. So, whoop de do, you know. <laughs> I mean, I sometimes don't even like to break it down that way, but it is. Yeah, so we got on that topic, or I guided us to that topic. So great, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I, I think that, you know, the doors have been opened. Um, and so that, that shift is naturally happening. Uh, you know, whether it's the way that we talk to, to our children or, or what children are, are growing up with, um, the doors have been open. And I think that that, that in and of itself creates a shift and a change. Without a doubt, I mean, I, you know, I live with three women, my wife and two girls. And so, you know, it, it is important to, uh, you know, the only message we have going is everything's possible because it is, you know, but I know, you know, that that hasn't always been the case. And so, but, you know, it's, it's almost like, of course, everything's possible. What, what in the world are you talking about? How could it not be? You know, ah. and that's, that's the, the message to, for me, to our girls is that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I find that really interesting, um, whether it is, you know, gender or race or, um, you know, sexuality or, uh, you know, other areas of uniqueness. Um, it's so fun to watch young people and they're just like, of course, why was that ever an issue? Right. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> these are overall, these are you know, good changes. 
Absolutely. So what, um, what would advice would you have to anyone out there who is questioning um, starting out and taking a leap into a new venture that they're passionate about, whether it's film? Um, and, and I like that you're a producer because you're showing you know, all the, the different areas of film that have to be covered. You know, some people um, think about film as you know, what they see, which is the people in the film, but there's so many, 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 especially from a documentary, it's all crew and you're interviewing the stars or the people who have lived the lives or had the experience and that you're showcasing. Um, so there's, there's cameramen, there's grips, there's producers, there's directors, and everybody knows about the director, everybody knows about the actor. Um, you know, it's the same thing with businesses. You look up to, you know, the, the entrepreneur, but there's so many different levels of what I think is stardom. <laughs> they really, like you said, the tugboat that pulls the ship um, into, into dock uh, and, you know, follows the path. So there's a question. What's my advice? I mean, you know, I don't know for film. I, I think there's, you know, guys, it's, it's do something else. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, uh, it's a certain personality type. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest to anyone to do what I do. I mean, it's, it's, you know, specifically what I do is I, I wouldn't suggest anyone to do that, but getting involved, you know, um, I would say if you want to get involved, you know, having more of a craft, being a, you know, being a shooter or being an editor or, um, you know, ha having some type of craft or skill within film is always a great thing. Um, because I don't shoot, I have to bring on shooters. I don't edit, I have to bring on editors. You know, more and more people are, you know, more and more people know how to edit. So I'm a little bit, I don't want to say old fashioned, but, um, you know, more and more people are, are can be like a one man or a one woman band. You know, they do everything. But, um, you know, what I do see, you know, do you see mistakes all the time of people taking that too far? Like, I hire DPs who are very experienced um, cinematographers who are very experienced because you know, a lot of time, a lot of stuff I see, it looks like someone, you know, a one man band uh, shot it, you know. But, um, you know, I, um, back to your question, I, you know, I would say try to get some levels, get some skill level. Um, and, um, my other thing is like, you know, if, if you're getting involved with this, um, you know, a lot of people, especially with fiction films, you know, are, are, you know, are, are very financially well off, you know, but I think it, it's hard to do for me, you know, I, 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 my advice would be do something you love, which sounds just so, you know, clunky, but, um, it, it's true. You know, um, if, if you go, if you have to go do something every day, you can't stand. I mean, you see those people who are, you know, it makes them miserable. So again, I know that's just kind of vanilla advice, but um, I wish I had something a lot more, you know, hot shot to say, but you know, if you're doing something you like, um, it's not, nothing is going to be without issues. Nothing is going to be without struggles, but uh, at least if you're doing something you believe in, and at least for me, mine changes all the time or each one's different. You know, um, each each project's different, and so I, I do get some spice of life with that, um, which which I I like. And and uh, you know, there there's um, when you're storytelling, you know, there's there's different different uh, stops along the road where um, there are some moments of revelation that that feel good. And I think we all want we all want some revelation in our life, you know. Otherwise, it just it's all the same. So. Um, you know, I think that those, that revelation and the, that sense of accomplishment, um, 
continues with you know it in different parts in each in different parts in the different stops along the road for each different project and so that that keeps some sense of novelty um you know with what i do so um you know pick something you like to do and do it you know and yeah, that sounds so <laughs> sounds so lame but i think it's true it's absolutely true absolutely i think everything that you do whether you know, any any business you get into and you you said it all which is yeah do something you love do something you like there are challenges and pitfalls to everything there's going to be down days there's going to be days where you doubt yourself but if you love it you'll be pulled to do it again yeah and i would you know with what i do i mean it's just it's always you know it's it's all it, i would choose something that was it was a little bit less stressful that's <laughs> <laughs> what i would do but but you're an entrepreneur. You don't want to be, but you are. Right, right, right. I would add to that, um, you know, going back to the relationships, especially in that business, I had an acting coach once who said that he realized really early on, um, this is Larry Hovis, and he said he realized really early on that it didn't matter sometimes the level of your talent um, that there, he, he, he would see that there were people that were getting hired over and over again, and they weren't necessarily the absolute best, and this is in acting, but they're, they're not necessarily the absolute best actor. So he, he watched them and he realized they're always on time. They're always there when they're asked to be there, and they always have a good attitude. And they're always prepared. Yeah. yeah. You can continue to hone your craft. You can continue to get better and better. Um, but if you always show up on time, prepared and with a good attitude, then you can you can grow from there. Um, and especially when it's a relationship driven, um, anything that's entrepreneurial or, you know, contract based. And even if you're showing up to an office on a daily basis, if you do those things, you'll probably do. Something. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, those intangibles, especially with what I do. I mean, I'm I mean, I'm rarely working with people I don't like hanging out with. That's when it. I mean, I gotta, I, most of the time, if, if at all possible, I'm working with people I can go have a drink with or go to dinner with. It's a little bit different on docs. You know, docs are like that, where that's where you always have the, the big blowouts that people want to hear about. You know, I, I'm, I'm no fun because I don't have big blowouts generally, you know, and people, people want you to show up and be, you know, Mr. Cool. And, uh, you know, they want to hear that there was this giant blow. I don't, you know, it's not really my world. That's more of a Hollywood world of where the stakes are really high and the money's really high and, and all of that. And the attitudes are, you know, the egos are gigantic. And uh, it's not my world. I don't really want it to be. So That's good. Well, I think that's why you're still in the business. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so. Anything else that you want to share with us today? You've had so much. Thank you. Uh, awesome. No, we keep, um, you know, you keep an eye out for some of the films, you know, that it's always fun for people to watch them. You know, I, uh, I always forget to do that. Really soon and what, what can we look for right now? You can look for, uh, well, lots of films are on the platforms, but this year, as I mentioned, the nothing stays the same is on all, you know, Amazon and, you know, all the, the big platforms. Every night's a Saturday night. On Amazon and all the big platforms, uh, vinyl generations on Amazon and all the big platforms. I'm not that in love with Amazon. It just happens to be where they all, uh, you know, they're elsewhere as well. The Cowboys film 
is on Amazon and iTunes and Google Play and Vimeo. And then um, the Dance Hall Days film, uh, we have our GoFundMe going on right now. Um, and then uh, the Runaway Radio film on the Houston Classic Rock is, um, we're going to be getting that finished in the new year. So, uh, and there's other one, other good ones coming. Always. Yes. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. This has been a great conversation. I've enjoyed every bit of it. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Hey, so what did you think of MVP Business? If you liked it, please subscribe and tell all your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you didn't like it, don't just leave. Let me know what I can do to improve, who you'd like to hear from, and what you'd like to learn. The mission of MVP Business is to share the strengths and struggles of leaders who have successfully grown their businesses while staying true to their mission and vision so that other entrepreneurs can follow, knowing that the path isn't easy but the journey's worth it. If you believe in this mission, please help by living it and sharing it. In the meantime, enjoy the day and live with passion.